what did you go through that hurt you so much? And why are you so scared of facing it? And why are you so scared of telling yourself that it was okay that you felt the way that you did? And telling yourself that you were just a child and you did what you could. Your inner child faced the pain before you knew that it was trauma and was just a kid through it. That's your inner child. And that's the part of yourself that you need to connect with in order to go beyond to every experience of growth. There is an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself. But you're awakening already, right? It's already happening. That's why you're here and why you're listening. Nothing is broken in your world. Nothing needs to be changed. Nothing needs to be different. And yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal. What I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then, then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. Okay, my name is Vanessa Fontana, and welcome to Figuring Shit Out. This episode is going to be about shadow work, and I talked a little bit about this in my introduction episode. I talked about how... If you are looking for more in your life, then you have to fix the shit inside of you, right? You can chase the material success. You can chase the physical success. You can be who you want in this, like, physical reality. You really can um, without the spiritual undertaking or trying to understand yourself, um, unwinding your traumas. You can do all of that. But it's never going to feel good. It's never going to feel right. It's never going to feel like you're complete until you fix the shit inside of you. And so this episode is going to be sort of the groundwork, like the laying groundwork for how do you start doing that? And I'm going to start by talking about my own experiences um, and my journey with this. Um, And so I'll give you a bit of background on some of the the trauma that was underlying in my life growing up that I had to really work through and recover from and how I've learned how to forgive my parents um, and the people in my life who influenced me when I was really young. So I was primarily like the peacemaker growing up. That was my role and purpose. I was the youngest. Um, I have one sister. She's a few years older than me. And I could really get into the nitty gritty of this like trauma. And I could talk about this forever. But my family dynamic was very skewed, isolated. And what I think any normal therapist might call a broken family dynamic. I grew up without my mom for a, a large part of my childhood. I had a lot of anger towards her, but also always just like this feeling of forgiveness as well. From a young age, I really understood that people were in pain. And I I don't know why I understood that. I think I was just naturally a problem solver and always wanted to fix things and keep things pretty and really find the solution so that everyone could be happy. 
I'm telling this story or like a little bit of this story mostly because it's really important when you start to do shadow work to understand your inner child. What is an inner child? Okay, so sometimes we don't know. (laughs) An inner child is who you were when you were a small little being. You know those pictures that you have of yourself when you were a kid and you're like really happy or you're doing something that you love and you you look at those pictures now being an adult or being like a you know young adult and you're like wow I'm still in there you know like I'm still that you feel this connection with that picture and that really is the essence of your inner child is the little one inside of you who did not have a larger understanding of why things were the way that they were and the kid inside of you that had all this pain like well why does it have to be this way or oh my sister hurt me or my brother hurt me or like you know it really upset me when dad did this and it it doesn't have to be this huge trauma that you went through when you were a kid But your inner child, everyone has one. It is the part of you that was pure at one point from the damages of this world. Your inner child is the purest essence of who you are. It's what you think about when you think about what you loved when you were a kid. It's really, at our essence, the core part of us that never leaves us. And that is looking for nurture and gentle care and attention all the time. When I was a kid, I would set up all of my stuffed animals and I would sit them in chairs and I would make them watch me perform. And I'd sing these songs (laughs) before my mom was even awake because she would sleep until like 1 p.m. But... I remember vividly like waking up at like 7am and taking all my stuffed animals, sitting them on chairs and performing like a ballad for them, several ballads actually. And that is my image of my inner child. Like what did you do when you were a kid that made your heart sing and beat? We haven't been around technology that long. I think our generation is the last generation that has grown up in the middle of technology I wouldn't say without it because I had a phone when I was 12 it wasn't a smartphone but I had a phone when I was 12 TikTok and Instagram and all of that kind of came a little bit later in my adolescence but as a child like when I was like five six years old I really found love being creative I was writing from a very young age I have journals from when I was a kid Um, And I loved to sing and dance. And I loved when my dad would play guitar and I'd beg him to teach me. The point is that all of those things have taught me about what I really enjoy and like what ignites my inner child. So those passions that you had, whether it be creating art or singing and dancing or just hanging out with your friends or whatever it may be, whatever filled this space for you as a kid, that is your inner child. That's your deepest desire. And it's your job as an adult to really feed your inner child. So let your inner child out, have fun with your inner child, play with your inner child by tapping into the desires that you had when you were a kid and the things that you do for fun and doing them as you're an adult and connecting with that piece of you. But more so, how does this tie into shadow work? How does this tie into uncovering the darker parts of yourself that you really need to face in order to heal and to grow? 
And the answer to that is your inner child is the deepest part of your pain in a lot of ways. When you were a kid, you probably faced some things that you shouldn't have faced when you were that young, but you did and you grew and you compartmentalized it the way that you knew how. And it's the part of you that's still hurt. It's the part of you that's needing something, needing answers, needing validation from other people, needing, seeking, looking outside for help and discovery. That's your inner child. Your inner child faced the pain before you knew that it was trauma and was just a kid through it. That's your inner child. And that's the part of yourself that you need to connect with in order to go beyond. When you were a kid, you probably faced some things that you shouldn't have faced when you were that young, but you did and you grew and you compartmentalized it the way that you knew how. And it's the part of you that's still hurt. It's the part of you that's needing something, needing answers, needing validation from other people, needing, seeking, looking outside for help and discovery that we've all been at when we were just a child and we didn't have control over anything and everything was happening outside of us and we felt pain but didn't know how to deal with it because we were literally just kids so we stored it somewhere else and then later on in life as you get into different relationships or you start to do things um, that make you more of an adult you then realize oh okay like I'm having trouble with this thing or maybe you don't even realize it and maybe you're just constantly in pain and you're like, I don't know why I'm in pain. I don't know why this bothers me. It's probably because there's something in you that hasn't been healed. Um, there's this book called The Untethered Soul by Michael J. Singer and it's an amazing book. You should read it. He talks a lot about uh, a samskara. I think I'm saying that right. Which is basically an energetic storage of pain. So say something happened to you, and let's not assume that this was an inner child thing, okay? Like maybe you had a breakup and your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend drove a Toyota Camry, okay? And this breakup was so painful for you that every time you see a Toyota Camry now after breaking up with that person, it literally shocks you to your core it makes you so upset it's not the fucking toyota camry i'm gonna tell you that it is the energetic pain that's stored in your body from that relationship and it's the reminder of that pain and the reminder of oh my god they drove a toyota camry and now i'm thinking about them and now i'm thinking about how they left me and blah 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 right it's never about the thing it's always about the thing under the thing and the thing under the thing is the shadow work that's what we're going to talk about today so shadow work it is hard um it's hard to do it's hard to face and it's hard to start I think you're more often pushed into shadow work than you actually consciously start to do it and it's something that you kind of you kind of have to do for a large period of time um over and over again because you're gonna go through these like peak periods of 
shadow work, growth, shadow work, growth, shadow work, growth, until you've reached a certain level of healing to where you don't need to deeply, deeply reflect on what happened to you as a child and what hurt you. But I think that for me doing that and realizing my role in this family dynamic that I was born into, it just helped me to forgive my parents so much. When you get older, you realize that your parents are just people. Like they really are just people. And I used to hold so much resentment towards them because I was like, you were supposed to protect me and you were supposed to do this and you were supposed to be the one to hold my hand and tell me everything was going to be okay. Why did I have to do that for myself? I had a lot of anger stored inside of me for a long time that didn't really manifest as anger. Like I, I wasn't necessarily angry at them and I didn't, I didn't act angry towards them. But I had this like anger in me towards other people that would project at other people. I didn't know where it came from. And I realized that it was just because I was going through a lot of pain internally in the abandonment that I had felt growing up. And for me, that was a huge trigger was abandonment. So I came into this world and I almost died as a baby. Um, and I my mom didn't hold me for the first day I was born and I recently realized this because I just turned 23 that my first moments in this world was being alone like my first moments in this world was abandonment and then um, I had that trope with my mother for a long time like her and I were very similar in a lot of ways like I loved my mom so much growing up I just felt this deep deep connection to her and then you know she had her issues and problems and wasn't in my life very much growing up and it hurt me a lot and I felt constantly abandoned and always wanted her to be around and how that manifested into my life as I entered relationships and as I entered into adulthood was so ever-present in a way that was alarming um so realizing that that was the source of it Um, It really helped me to heal. And I was lucky enough to have a conversation with my mom about it. Um, A couple of years ago, I sat her down and I was just like, where were you? And she broke it down to me and she was really honest. And I was also really, really lucky that my mom was like healed at that point. She had gone through her own recovery. Um, But of course, those wounds are still there. Like, of course, you cannot get time back. Like, I will never be 13 again. So you can't make up for that. And at that point, it's a matter of forgiveness. There were a lot of moments that I would be so mean to her. And I'd be like, feeling so bad for being mean to her and I didn't know why I was being mean to her or where it was coming from or why I would react the way that I did to her in certain ways but then I realized like why am I so angry at her it's because of all this shit that happened when I was a kid like talking to her really helped um learning to let go of that pain really helped but more than anything it was looking at my mother as just a person and also seeing my mom's inner child Like, realizing that that inner child within you, like, never goes away. You're going to be 40, 50, 60, 70 years old if you make it that far and you're lucky. One day, like, thinking about yourself as a kid. Like, your initial moments in this world are the most impactful and important because you're pure. 
you've come into this world as like this open palette and everything influences and impacts you. So that being said, you know, it's, it's a pretty important part of who you are and getting to know that inner child is really important. It sounds so silly. It sounds so cheesy, but I keep pictures of my childhood self like all around my room because I think about if I'm going to criticize the way that I look, I want to be able to look at my five-year-old self and tell her the same thing. And if I cannot do that, and I don't want to do that, if I cannot do that, then I shouldn't say it to my 23-year-old self because that part of me still exists and that part of me is never going away. And it's your job to wake up every day and honor that part of you and cherish that part of you and know that that innocence and pureness is to be coveted. And this world may be so harsh and so painful and you may have gone through the worst things that you can imagine, but that pureness is still within you. It exists within all of us and some of us are more in touch than others with it. But at the end of the day, it really is it's there. So connect with it. So how do you start shadow work? So my shadow work really began in 2020 when I started therapy. It was COVID and the way that I approached it was definitely from a place of self-hate rather than self-love. So I really encourage you to be gentle with yourself and realize like you don't know what you don't know and it's okay to fuck up sometimes. But at the time, I was still coming off of a very long life of self-loathing. I was just like, I don't know why I'm, why I am the way I am. I want to figure it out. And I remember the first thing that I said to my therapist, I was like, I don't trust myself. Like, I don't know how to trust myself. And that's what I want to work on. And so even identifying that as like the biggest thing that I knew was within me, it was a really good start. And I think that I was fortunate enough to have a level of self-awareness that some people don't have. But if you're listening to this podcast, like, trust me, you have some level of self-awareness to search for some type of understanding outside of yourself. So you're probably good in that. But I'd start with asking yourself questions, okay? Like, what hurt you most as a child, first of all? Where did you feel the first shame? Like, what was the first instance of feeling shame or pain? When you were a kid, who did you look up to the most? And did they let you down? And if so, how did that feel? What were the stories that you were told about yourself when you were growing up? For instance, when I was growing up, um, one of our family therapists actually told me that I was the healthiest one in my family when I was eight years old, which sounds really great, but imagine the fucking pressure of, I'm eight years old, I'm the healthiest person in my family, okay, what the fuck do I do with that, you know? So I always felt growing up that I had to carry the burden of other people and that I had no space for myself, so I, I grew up constantly overgiving constantly people-pleasing, constantly belittling myself so that other people would feel more comfortable and palatable. I made myself a martyr in a lot of ways. And because of that, I looked for validation in other people so that if they were feeling okay, it meant I was feeling okay. And if they weren't feeling okay, it meant that I was doing something wrong and I needed to change so that they did feel okay. 
So that meant that I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my own impulses. I didn't trust my own actions or thoughts because they were all based on what was around me. Like my environment determined how I felt about myself. So if everything was going good, I was like, okay, great. I'm doing good. If everything was going bad, I was like, how am I fucking up so bad? And so that projected into my relationships as I grew up, manifested into a lot of arguments with people. So if the other person was feeling okay, I was feeling okay. If the other person was feeling shitty, I was feeling shitty. I took those thoughts and emotions of other people and I just like identified with them. I belittled myself a lot. The whole point of this, and I'm, I know I'm projecting a lot of my own experiences onto this, but I just feel like telling these stories might be conducive to helping you figure it out and maybe you can relate to some of these but this is just my own experience so anyways I got into therapy um I think I was 20 19 20 I'm 23 now but I remember telling my therapist I don't trust myself I worked with her for mm, two three years and I'm not in therapy anymore but I really do feel good. Like, I feel fine. I'm hoping that you can get to that place, too, where you don't feel like you really need it. Although everyone, I think, can benefit from therapy. I think everyone should be in it because it just gives you a better understanding of yourself and who you are. And my therapist helped me a lot to really figure out what I needed to figure out. But I'm going to be really honest. Like, she was kind of just a tool. And I feel like I did a lot of that work by really reflecting. So I would do the work outside of therapy. Like, I would journal and be like, this is what I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling this way. Where do I think this is coming from? And for a long time, I think I treated myself as a self-help project. So you know, taking thoughts and emotions and feelings and trying to source exactly where they came from, what was the trauma behind them, and judging if they should be there or if they shouldn't, and then judging myself for having those feelings. I don't think that's the right approach. Here's what I think is and where maybe you can start. So everyone has that thing, right? Like everyone has that experience that completely shaped and molded them and I really do believe it doesn't matter if your parents were together and they were happy and healthy everyone has trauma and everyone has experienced pain and this idea that some people's pain is larger than other people's and oh I went through this and you didn't even go through half of what I went through so you don't deserve to feel this I think that's bullshit to be completely honest I went through fucking hell and back as a child and I still know that a lot of people had it worse and a lot of people had it better and your pain is not comparable to anyone else's. So that is the first groundwork that we should just talk about right here. Everyone experiences pain. It is a natural and inevitable part of life. It is a part of life that we experience so that we can grow from. So your pain is not comparable to anyone else's. That means that your pain is no less, no more, and that also means that you get to validate it. That also gives you the power in saying, hey, I went through this thing. It hurt. Those feelings that I experienced as a kid were very real, and I am allowed to acknowledge them. And that's really the first step. What did you go through that hurt you so much? And why are you so scared of facing it? And why are you so scared of telling yourself that it was okay that you felt the way that you did? And telling yourself that 
you were just a child and you did what you could. I think that's the first step, even if it was a pain that didn't originate from your family and maybe you just like went through really big mental illness out of nowhere and you had like a really stable family. That wasn't your fault. It just happened. That's okay. Life fucking happened. The first step in shadow work and healing your inner child is to stop blaming yourself and to stop sourcing yourself as the cause and the root of all of your trauma because you're not you're not it's okay that it happened and it doesn't change that it happened if you feel better or worse about it so why don't you choose to feel better journaling I know it sounds so silly and so cheesy I really do feel like it is a great way to uncover these parts of yourself When you sit down and you take a pen and you put it on paper, it can kind of feel silly at first because you're like, why am I doing this? I don't know what to say. But honestly, what it does more than anything is give you a chance to slow down because your pen can only hit the paper so fast. You can't think, 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 think in a matter of 0.25 seconds. You have to really take the thoughts and translate them into something else. So I really recommend either talking to someone like a therapist, maybe not your friend or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, a therapist, you know, talking to someone because they will be able to tell you, okay, slow down here. Let's unpack this or sitting with yourself and journaling and being like, this is what hurt me when I was a kid and I don't know how to get over it. And even if you take out your journal and all you're journaling about is how much pain that you went through and how much pain you might be in from what you went through that's okay that shadow work that deepest darkest part of yourself I really do believe it's the place you have to start the pain that you experienced when you were a kid is what manifests into your daily life and it is why you are the way that you are and I think starting to understand that like really starting to understand okay like why do I react this way like why does that bother me that my friend did this thing. Why does it pain me to talk? If you've been wanting to learn a new language because you want to pick up a new skill or hobby, then Rosetta Stone is for you. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop and also can be used as an app on your phone. Rosetta Stone teaches through immersion. Instead of memorizing and drilling vocabulary words into your head, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, and participating in dialogues. There are no English translations in the product, so you're getting trained to listen, speak, read, write, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, and even Dutch, and offers a lifetime membership so you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons for the languages and literally never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. 
Head to Hero.co to shop today. Talk to my mother. Those things are really the core underlying problems that you need to like face so that you can have healthy and successful relationships and so that you can have a healthy and successful life. I think it's where it all begins is facing yourself. And I get a lot of comments on TikTok on a lot of my videos that are about self-help. People comment things like, well, I can't because of this. And, you know, I'm in pain every single day and I really hope you're right, but I don't believe you. And it makes me sad, but I also know that I used to be in that place. Like I used to hear people say things and be like, you're full of fucking shit. This shit never ends. And I don't see the evidence. And there was a shift for me. There really was. It happened very gradually. And you have to know that healing is not linear. So once you start to embark on the journey of facing yourself and uncovering these things, it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. And you're probably going to fuck up a lot. And I want you to know that that is okay. The problems that you have in relationships will really teach you everything you need to know. I think that love and relationships is one of our biggest, biggest prophecies, biggest teachers, because the people that you attach to like really strongly, especially romantically, they almost awaken something in you. And it's this attachment style. It's whatever you grew up feeling. Um, There is a book called Attached, and I don't know the author, but it's called Attached. It's all about the different attachment styles. And basically, your attachment style is formed as a child. So if you were given a wishy-washy type of love from your parents, like sometimes they were there, sometimes they weren't then you might have an anxious attachment style because you didn't know what to expect. If your parents were kind of never there or emotionally distant but very strict, you might have an avoidant attachment style, which manifests as pushing people away, not wanting to get close, um, fearing it. I'm going to do a whole episode on attachment styles, so bear with me on this. But there's many different types of attachment styles. The point of me bringing up attachment styles is the fact that they originate in your childhood. And it's the evidence for if you're trying to heal or if you're trying to self-actualize, then it's really important that you understand what may have happened to you as a kid and what you grew up with and how that manifests into your every single day life. Because as a 20-something, As a young person, we are not that far off from being a child. I still feel like I'm fucking 16. So your inner child and shadow work and really uncovering that part of you that might feel really, really upset at things you don't understand why you're upset at, it is anything that threatens the way that you present yourself to the world that will be seen as a threat to your identity or your safety. What makes up your shadow depends on what you subconsciously reject within yourself. Um, So we usually hear this come up in negative self-talk or our inner critic. 
So a big way that you can start shadow work is by listening to your mind. (laughs) It sounds so silly, but listening to your mental critic. So you'll notice that you do something and then you hear yourself in your brain and she's like, you didn't do that right or you didn't do enough. Start listening to that voice that goes on and on and on. You realize that it's not your voice at some point, that there was maybe someone in your life who projected their own insecurities onto you as a kid and it manifested as your own voice or maybe someone criticized you when you were young and that is your voice and when you ignore your shadow you end up having a lot of self-loathing self-deceit you can have anxiety and depression offensive behavior towards other people even an inflated ego So shadow work really starts when you work with your unconscious mind to uncover the parts of yourself that you repress and hide from. And that's why I'm really emphasizing the point of facing yourself. Like you have to look in the mirror and you have to look at yourself and say, what are you so scared of? And why do I not like you so much? And this is really coming from someone me I spent a lot of my life hating myself I spent most of my life hating myself and I look back at the times that I would pick apart every action that I did or every word that I said and critique it to the nth degree and how much fear that kept me in and when I woke up to the The fact that that's what I was doing, I felt even more anger at myself because I was like, well, why am I the one putting myself through this? But shadow work, you know, at its heart is about developing a self-awareness. And ultimately, it's about developing compassion for who you are. It's about developing an acceptance. It is both therapeutic and, you know, based in a neuroscience, but also spiritual because it helps you to see the different parts of yourself. And if you avoid your shadow for too long, you become immersed in it and you become someone who you really are not. It takes you away from who you truly, truly are. And if your shadow is associated with trauma, this helps you to work through that trauma, show up more confidently, be creative, build relationships with others, practice self-acceptance and you're able to connect with that inner child that I was talking about. So you ask yourself, you know, what did you do for fun when you were a child? Um, Was there anything that you felt deprived of? Do you feel like you had more going on in your life than your peers? What is your inner child most afraid of? What were the thoughts that were circulating when you were a kid? I remember when I was a kid, I would look at other people's families. So I'd go to like my friend's house and I would see that their parents were together and they would like eat dinner together and I'd be like, is this normal? Like, is this what people do for fun and like normal life? And I would ask myself, like, why isn't my family normal? Like, why? Why am I not normal? Like, there must be something wrong with me or my family. So I would see the stark difference between me and other people 
and it would make me feel outcasted it would make me feel isolated like no one really understood me and that was a narrative that I kept around for a big part of my life that no one understood me and that like no one would ever get me and that story that I told myself really just isolated me even more from everyone because it was this narrative that I was perpetuating like okay well if you grew up with two happy healthy parents and your mom didn't leave your life for several years you're fine and I'm not and we're different like we're fundamentally different and we can't be friends and we can't relate it's not true like it's really not true and so it's like where are you perpetuating these narratives that were born out of your childhood and how can you really really learn how to take a step back from them and see everything from a bird's eye view a lot of times spiritual awakenings kind of stem from this dark night of the soul which a lot of people have heard the dark night of the soul is kind of something that happens when you go through a period of intense trauma maybe later in your life like maybe you're grieving the loss of a loved one maybe you're going through a breakup whatever it is you feel like an inordinate amount of pain in your daily existence it pushes you to look at yourself and do the shadow work And sometimes shadow work will even push you into this dark night of the soul. And it's really hard because you're facing the pain that you felt as a child. Um, When I was going through my shadow work, I would listen to voicemails that my mom would leave me when she was in rehab. Um, And I was like 15. So I remember I was in my first New York City apartment. It's not even that long ago, a couple years ago. And I was really like feeling very close to my inner child and trying to uncover and unlock some things. And I just pulled up some of these voicemails that she left me. And one of them was um, on my birthday. It was like on my 15th birthday. And she left me this voicemail and was like, oh, I sent you flowers. And I remember being like, well, why didn't you show up with flowers? Like, why weren't you there? And I did these journaling prompts which I prompted myself. I didn't really look them up where I was just like, what do you wish that you could could have said to her when you were 15? Like, what did you wish you could have said to her? And I wrote it all out. And then the next prompt was, what do you feel like you deserved? Like, what should have happened? And it was like, well, you deserved this and this and this. And it was really a healing experience. I remember that night so vividly because... I cried and I cried not as my 21 year old self. I cried as like my 15 year old self and my seven year old self and my five year old self. And I was just feeling the immense pain that I felt as a kid that I wasn't really allowed to feel. I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how to work through. And as I said, I'm taking these experiences that I've gone through in my life and really like trying to help you to reflect on your own. So maybe, you know, you've had a totally different experience than me, but it's still very relevant in the sense of, okay, what happened to you that made you so sad when you were a kid that you bottled up? How can you connect to that feeling? I know you don't want to. Like, trust me, babe, I get it. You don't want to feel that fucking pain. I just feel like that's where it starts. You have to face that pain. It'll really never go away. It's all about facing the shit inside of us first. And 
we'll talk about creating your dream life. We'll talk about manifesting and we'll talk about love and relationships. We will talk about all of that. But today I really felt called to just talk about the dark shit because it exists and it's there. And I think also when you start to dabble in manifesting or new age spirituality, even if you are Christian or Catholic or whatever you are, there's like this acknowledgement that when you start to do that, you are also acknowledging the darkness that exists regardless of if you are attracting it or not there is darkness in this world like there's a lot of it and not necessarily like outside of our physical reality like we don't even need to talk about all of that shit what i'm saying is that to every light to every experience of growth there is an equal and an opposite and that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light so you have to start inwards you have to start first within yourself and that's really hard to do really really challenging but if you can do that you will make your inner child very proud and you'll make yourself very proud you start to realize that whenever you talk badly about yourself you're talking badly about the little kid inside of you you don't want to do that the little kid they don't know anything and you start to really be gentle with yourself nurturing with yourself you start to see that you can have compassion for your your actions and your reactions. And I think that that leads us into another thing about forgiving ourselves. So there's a really big understanding when you do the shadow work that you didn't know what you didn't know when you weren't healed and you didn't do it. right that was a lot you may have hurt other people and you may have acted out of behaviors that didn't align with who you want to be and you might feel really guilty for those things but once you come from a place of compassion and understanding that you were just acting out of pain you can forgive yourself and you know what forgiving yourself does it also lets you forgive other people it lets you forgive your parents for hurting you because they only knew what they knew and they they didn't really know any better. And you can sit here and be like, yeah, well, they were, you know, they were 45 and they could have. You know, they, they could have. They really could have, but they didn't. And they didn't know. And at the end of all of this, all of the stories that I've told about my parents in this podcast, which I... I'm wary of sharing too much, but at the same time, I'm like, what, whatever, fuck it. At the end of the day, they loved me, and I'm grateful to have two parents that did, no matter what their shortcomings were. And the more that I've gotten older, too, and the more that I've gotten the chance to, like, sit down with my parents and have conversations with them, I realize that they just have the wounded inner child that I had, and that they were just acting out of a place that they knew which was of pain they were just trying to make it all better of course it's not always that simple and that easy but at the end of the day when you do this work with your inner child you start to see that everyone whoever hurts you is only hurting you because they are themselves hurt that quote which is cheesy but so fucking true hurt people hurt people it is 
It is so true. I think that when you are acting from a place of love all the time and you keep love in your life and you live your life at your highest vibration, you're very cognizant of when you're not there. Like you're very aware of when you are not feeling that love. And in not feeling that love, you have these impulses to react in ways that aren't aligned with who you are. And you start to see that, wow, like these impulses really come from when I'm not feeling good. So maybe you had a really bad day at work and you come home and I don't know, your significant other like didn't do the dishes and you start taking everything out on them and you start equating it to meaning that they don't care about you. And you start telling yourselves all these narratives and stories all because there was at first pain within you of some sort, whether it was big or whether it was small, there was pain within you of some sort that you then perpetuated into your entire reality, created an entire chain reaction of negative impulses, all because you were feeling that pain at first. Whereas if you were coming home from work, you had a great day, you saw the dishes in the sink, you said, fuck it, who cares? they'll be done. You had a great night with your significant other. There's so much power that we have. We really do have so much power. I'm going to talk a lot about that on this podcast, all about power within us and how we are creating beings. Every movement, every momentum, every action that we take creates a ripple effect. It all starts within us. It all starts within the shadow work. It starts within the deepest, darkest parts of ourselves that we don't want to face. And that's why this is really the first episode of this podcast. It's the underlying framework around, okay, well, like, how do you figure shit out? Like, how do you realize that no one has anything? How do you realize that no one has any answers? you start with realizing that you don't have any and being okay with that I think is like the first step and uncovering those dark parts of yourself so I'm going to leave you with a few tips and suggestions and also journal prompts that you can do to kind of kick this off so first if you are in a place of deep pain I really recommend seeing a therapist I know it sounds silly and stupid, but therapy can genuinely benefit anyone. I would get back in therapy if I had the resources to, but at this point, I'm just like, when I need it, I know it will be there, and I probably will be in therapy at some point in my life again. Like, Therapy helps me more than anything else, mostly because I was able to just sit with another person who was completely objective, and I got really lucky. I found someone that I trusted really quickly, but it doesn't take that much work to start seeing someone. So really first, start to see a therapist. Like, consider therapy as a first step. Two, meditating. I know that sounds what it sounds like, but really... When you meditate, and I will also do an episode on meditation and the benefits of it, when you meditate, you're able to just sit with yourself. And there are so many people who are not able to be alone with their thoughts and their emotions and their feelings, and that's why they react on everything, and that's why they create this negative chain of impulsive reactions, because they are not able to just sit with themselves. Like, it is so important to just be able to sit with yourself. 
So just try it. Just start it. There's many guided meditations on YouTube. There's Headspace, which is not sponsored, (laughs) but Headspace is a really good way to start your meditation. It kind of breaks down the meditation. There's also a Headspace um, Netflix series about what meditation is. Um, It's really relaxing. That'll be also a good starting point in leveraging, gaining your awareness. And then if you journal and that's something that you want to do, I want to put some journal prompts here. So one, what was I brought up to value in my family and how are my own values different? What do I want to get out of shadow work? And I'm taking these actually from a website, purewow.com. In what ways am I like my parents? In what ways do I hope I'm not like my parents? What family patterns do I feel like I'm repeating? How would I describe my life to my childhood self? And what parts would I emphasize? And what parts would I leave out? In terms of your inner child, I mentioned this earlier, but I'll repeat it again. Um, As a child, what made you happy? Like, how did you spend your time? What did you enjoy doing? What did you get the most out of? And how can you infuse what you got the most out of when you were a kid into your daily life? If you like drawing and you think you suck at drawing, why don't you just start drawing for fun? How do you feel about the way that your parents raised you? What might have happened to you as a child that you didn't realize would have an impact on you at the time but currently affects you? In what ways is your mindset and thought processes impacted today from what you experienced as a child? What is your inner child most afraid of? What did you fear the most when you were just a little tot, a little baby, a little kid? At the end of the day, I think that you really learn how to heal by realizing that everyone is trying to, in some way, shape, or form. Even if they're not actively trying to, everyone is trying to sort through that pain that feels inseparable from this existence. And I think that not acknowledging that pain is a big shortcoming because it's there and we all went through it or we're all currently going through it and through that darkness you do find the light and so that's why we're starting here we're starting with shadow work what it is how to go through it how to change truly those mental and emotional thought patterns and at the end of the day again figuring shit out is all about realizing that no one has it figured out but giving you the toolbox and the tool set to feel a little bit more empowered in your journey of doing that. And so I hope that this helps in some way, shape, or form. And I also hope that if you didn't resonate with a lot of my experiences, then you still took something from this. Um, I'm wary about sharing some of these things, but at the same time, This is how I have learned and how I have gained the perspective that I have. And so I think it's good context because we've all gone through shit. And to be able to freely talk about it in a way that is not painful, I can really sit here and say these things without an ounce of pain because I know that they don't define me and I know that I have healed from them in a very large way. And I hope for you the same because there's a lot of things that people cannot talk about because they they bring up that stored pain that's in your body. So before you can manifest and create 
your dream life and help yourself and learn how to do these things, live your life consciously and date consciously and find success, you have to face yourself. You have to do the work. And that is what this is. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry to start this podcast off by talking about the shadow self, but I think it's a really integral part of who we are. And know that it never goes away, really doesn't. It still comes out, pops out, peeks its ugly head all the time in my life. And I think I've learned to make my peace with it and sit with it in a way that it doesn't profoundly impact my life. And I really hope the same for you. So um, if you have any suggestions for anything else to talk about within shadow work, please reach out and let me know. Otherwise, I'm here to help you heal and figure that out a little bit, figure shit out a little bit. And at the end of the day, if you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then what do you have? You have an act. You don't have a life. So live your fucking life. But part of living your fucking life is realizing what's holding you back from living your fucking life. And it might be this pain that's stored in you from when you were a little tiny child. And so maybe start there. That's all I'm suggesting. Okay. That's it. That's all I got for today. Um, This felt good to do. So figuring shit out episode two. See ya. You gotta look for the redeeming feature. You gotta look for things to appreciate. You gotta find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've gotta strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. Now, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job. That if you're going to get that love and that respect that you've just so, that connect, that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself.